The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Another edition of S-Y-E Beat the Odds. I am your humble host, Bryce Benjamin, along with the guy who watches A, Scary Movies. I think that's what he called him. Mr. Ed Reuter. What's good, my dude? Not much, Bryce. I am excited to be here. And to just let the people know what we were talking about just before we hopped on. I yeah, said that I, I watch I, the A, A-rated Scary Movies. There we go. Some B Movies. And now some C movies. That, that's how many Halloween movies I've run through in the last few days trying to get in the spirit. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm ready to turn the page and jump into some terrible Christmas movies as well. So I'm, I'm all set for every holiday. Hey, I feel you on that one. We have a special guest joining us today. He's been on the show before, but not this show. Um, he's been on Sports Your Enthusiasm and not Beat the Odds. You know him. You love him. Mr. Matt Johnson. Matt, what's, what's going, good, bro? What's going on, guys? You like How that you intro? Doing? That was hotness. Uh, it's been a long time <laughs> since I've been introed like that, and you might have been the last person to give me an intro like that. So, um, no, thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be back on. I just want to kind of just congratulate you guys on all your hard work. Uh, I see you guys staying super active, always podcasting and stuff. And it's 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 great to see. I I, I love that. You know, while you and us, you know, all you guys and myself, we don't necessarily work together, uh, but we're always helping each other, build each other up. And I see your hard work and it goes a long way. So um, shout out to you guys. Keep up the great work. Appreciate you, man. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, man, you, you and your team, um, you guys are motivating factors. Like uh, Rudy and I always talking about it, man. We see what you guys are doing and uh, it keeps us going. It keeps us moving forward. It's like, yo, we got to, we got to continue to be great. So we're trying to get to greatness. Iron. Yeah, that's a fact. Be there. That is we'll a be fact. There. Yo, it's week eight, bros. Like, holy shit. This season felt like it was not about to start. And now <laughs> <laughs> we're going into week eight. <laughs> like, what Brother, the hell? I know. I didn't, you know, every, if you would have asked, you know, the, the just the, the, the generic, those generic like people on the internet with like, like two followers on Twitter, the season show, we shouldn't have gotten to this point yet. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're the, this is the halfway point pretty much. Yes. I'm excited. I'm delighted. I'm glad we made it that far. It's actually, it's a big, it's a big testament to how the NFL has kind of handled everything. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. Very proud to be a fan of the NFL this year with how they dealt with uh, everything going on in the world. Yeah, man. I think uh, the moral of the story is if money is involved, <laughs> they will find a way. <laughs> I've, I've heard something yeah. about that before. Uh, money can motivate people. I've heard money. I, don't, is my I don't know that to be true, but uh, I've I've heard such things before. Yeah, money makes <laughs> the world go around. All the sayings. I'm throwing them all out there. If they're gonna make millions and billions of dollars, best it's believe 
They don't give a fuck about what they got to do to make it happen. <laughs> they will throw death and destruction yeah. and decay at human yes. beings at, to no end. Yes. For 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 millions of dollars. Get us no, no, no doubt eight, about it. Man. It's been a bumpy ride along the way. But uh, we're hey, here. Man, that was the NFL back in the 70s. That was the NFL back in the 70s. Risk of death and hard hits and all that stuff. So yes. it's just it's just it's just cycling through again. Like you know, used to go over the middle the and just get just get kill shot. I miss that. I want to see those highlights. You can't do that no more. <laughs> now no. if you hit a guy, if you get a if you hit a guy too hard in the chest, it's a flag. <laughs> if you poke them on Facebook, it's a 15 yard penalty. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Exactly. All right, fellas, man. Y'all, you know what we're here to do. Week eight is upon us. This is beat the odds. We are going to be picking the games with the spread. All the way down. And um, I mean, it started off here, Matt and uh, Reuter. Marquee game of the week. This is, I think, the game of the week. Oh, for sure. We got Pittsburgh, undefeated Pittsburgh. Let me correct myself. 6-0. and Traveling to Baltimore to take on the 5-1 Ravens. And a classic, in my opinion, the best rivalry in sports. Not just the NFL, in sports. And uh, right now, Baltimore are the favorites, minus four. And the over-under is 46 and a half. Matt, you are our honored guest. The floor is yours, hey. my friend. All right. So with the spread, from the way I'm looking at it, I mean, we got two really great defensive teams, as always. Two very fun teams. And you are right. This is the best rivalry in football, possibly all time. Uh, as far as the point spread, I would take Pittsburgh to cover it. But I would go the under for total points. Uh, I think this is going to be a low scoring defensive matchup. I really do. And it, it pits, you know, uh, a, a, a fun, fascinating offense with Baltimore that, that runs the ball a bunch against one of the best run defenses in the national football league today. So I think that's probably a safe bet. I think Pittsburgh can cover the spread. It's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any proportion. I feel you on that one, man. You got a score for us. Uh, as far as a score, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 31-28 Baltimore. 31-28. Okay. Hey, listen, you win Baltimore. I'll take it. Ruder, <laughs> your thoughts, my man? I agree with most of, of what you two have said so far, maybe with the exception of the best rivalry in all of sports. All I think of maybe, sports. Maybe, maybe as a Baltimore fan, you might say that, but uh, you might want to slow the roll on the best rivalry in sports <laughs> talk do, right do there. You, do you care to list a rivalry that's better? I care to do that on another cast. That that could be a cast all in of itself. Best sports. You know what? That's a good idea. Right let's, let's that's pin a good that idea. Let's Write pin that, that down. That's, Boom. We pinned it. So I agree with Matt, though, that my favorite part of this matchup is to see how the Steelers defense that's known for stopping the run is going to handle the Baltimore Ravens. What's interesting to me about the Baltimore Ravens, however, is that they they can run on you in a lot of a lot of different ways. Uh, you've got a scrambling quarterback. Uh, you know, it's, it's cliche almost at this point to say things like, like, like the world has never seen a rushing quarterback, but essentially it's true with this guy, right? Uh, you've got some uh, very uh, interesting offensive plays that they run for guys like Devin Duvernay and, uh, and he can get, he can get loose on the edge. Uh, they can do the same thing with Hollywood Brown. That's yeah. two speedsters that are capable of getting an edge and taking off on you. And you've got a hard nosed running game. Uh, led by a whole host of very competent running backs. And uh, th that's going to be super tough. Um, what I think may happen here is this game might be a little bit more low scoring 
uh, than maybe Matt suggested uh, for that reason. I think you see, you might want to see both teams trying to run some clock on the other here. Uh, and I think the, the ground and pound nature that both teams are going to present is going to cause this game to be a little bit more, more low scoring, but I certainly, I like the Ravens here at minus four. And I'm going to look at this game as somewhere in the lines of like 26 to 20 Ravens. Uh, I like them at home, uh, even with minus four. Okay, so before Damn, I, give, I just realized, uh, I just oh, realized that I'm sorry to cut you off. Are you good? That I said take the under, but hey, the score is going to be over. I'm such a dummy. Um, hey, <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, I just want to acknowledge that I Niagara Falls High School education guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm doing what I can here, so uh, my apologies. I just want to, I just want to announce that I, I fudged. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. All right. Um, shout out, Mr. Maranto. Right, so, um, so, Bryce, who hey. do you think is going to win this game? Do I have to ask? So, first of all, I would like to start off saying uh, fuck Pittsburgh. Oh, boy. Here right, we, we go. go. We're going to start there. And, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah Like, I'm going to tell you why my Ravens are going to win this football game. Okay? There's multiple different reasons why. Not just that we're the better team. But, um, one, Pittsburgh. Early bye week for them uh, due to COVID. And they just came off of a very, very, very tough game against the Tennessee Titans. Hard hitting, um, you know, bloody noses, all that good shit there. And uh, Baltimore is coming off of a bye. All right. We're coming off fresh. You know, boys got some extra work in, got a couple extra massages, you know, drunk some water, feeling good. Um. We went into this this bye week to retune our offense. You know, there's, there's a little miscommunication going on between Lamar and a couple of the receivers, <coughs> Miles Boykins. <coughs> um, so, you know, Mark Ingram is out for this game, and that is a blessing in disguise because he is washed. He is done. He has not been good this whole season besides one run against Houston. Gus Edwards, who is our best running back, and J.K. Dobbins will be toting the rock for us. And uh, I love that news. And, you know, hopefully Mark gets healthy. But still, those are our two best running backs on our roster. Lamar has been working with his receivers during his bye week, and they feel like they got some good chemistry. And let's not forget, this is going to be the debut of Unique Ngakwe, who we just fucking robbed from Minnesota. Shout out to EDC, mm-hmm. man. Another, another, just grant that thought on me. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, man, this is going to be a hard-nosed battle, though. This, this is going to be a hard-nosed battle. It's going to be a, a classic Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers-type battle. Um, I think it's going to come down to a field goal. And I like Baltimore in this game. I'm going to go with a score of 20-17. to 17. Okay. All right. Yeah, like so that's it, it right coming, there. Man. Coming off of a bye, I just took a look real quick through the power of the internet. Uh, brought to me the Hello. fact that the Ravens are tied – for tied amongst three other teams with the best record coming off of a bye since 2002. So what you say there does make a lot of sense as far as coming off of a bye is concerned. John Harbaugh, get these boys ready to play, man. And it's Pittsburgh, so you know they got that extra juice in them. And I can't wait. I really cannot wait for this game. We should be watching the Sunday night. Uh, oh, but, my God, yeah. Know, that was the first thing I thought when I... You know, instead, instead mm-hmm. we get to watch the fucking... We'll talk about that game later. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, let's move on, guys. Let's move on. Um, next game on the slate here, we got Tennessee traveling to Cincinnati to take on those pesky Bengals. And right now, of course, Tennessee, our favorite, minus six and a half. And Tennessee suffered a first loss last week against Pittsburgh. 
Uh, over under is 51 and a half. Ruder, I'm going to go ahead and throw this one over to you, sir. What are you thinking? Cool. Well, I think that somehow the way they have for most of the season, uh, the Titans will find a way to win this game. Um, and I think that the, the Bengals will somehow find a way to lose this game as they have in the past as well. But at six and a half points, give me the Bengals all day. The Bengals have played every single game that they've played, despite having only won one game so far. They've played every game tight. As a matter of fact, of their losses, they only lost by more than five once. And that, who? Was to, that was to your Baltimore Ravens, oh, okay. who are amongst the league's elite. <laughs> and although the Tennessee Titans, you could very easily say, are now amongst the league's elite, they are a team that in their wins have had a tendency to play every single team very closely and oftentimes had to come from behind to claim victory. So with that being said, uh, I love Joe Burrow. And the reason that I think uh, they are going to cover this spread is because he is going to keep them in this ball game. Uh, the Titans might be able to smother Mixon and Bernard, but I think that Burrow is going to get his yards. There may even be a score late. I think even if the the Titans are up like 10 towards the end of the game. They might give up a, an easy score towards the end and keep this one close. Uh, big shout out to, to Burrow, who has now found himself after last week's 400-yard performance in the top five in passing uh, in the league so far this year. Pretty cool to see him having that kind of success. Mm-hmm. This uh, Cincinnati Bengals team is better offensively than people give them, give them credit for because of all the losses. Certainly going to keep it close. Uh, give me the Bengals with the points at home. Uh, all day. Okay. Matt, what you think of my dope? Um, yeah, I would definitely have to say, take the spread with Cincinnati. I mean, Ed, you know, attested Cincinnati's offense is fantastic. It's fun to watch. Uh, their issues have, I mean, aside from the, the blowout game against your Ravens price, uh, their worst game they're, they're They've, they've kept it close uh, and their losses have mostly come on the hand of the defense. Yeah, Joe Burrow, who in a second start in the National Football League, has thrown over 60 times. That's absurd. Uh, and the offense is starting to, I think, mesh together a little well. You know, T. Higgins is, is, has been emerging uh, and whatnot. So I think Cincinnati can keep it close. Now, can they finish games? I don't think so. I would take, uh, I mean, straight up Tennessee to win this one, but Cincinnati to cover the spread. And I would definitely take the over here. I would de- I would probably take the over on the 51 and a half. Uh, for that, because I think it, it it will it probably will be a, a high scoring affair. T- Tennessee has like this no name defense that is like it's very peculiar. Yeah. Uh, it plays tough sometimes, but I I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to make of it. Uh, there's literally no super. I don't. There's no superstars on this. I mean, I get it, Jadavian Clowney, Malcolm Butler, and a couple others, but uh, it's a it's there's not really many superstars. They just play very well because they're very well coached. Yeah. Um. So as far as the score goes, I would probably say uh, 35-30 Tennessee straight um, straight up. Yeah, I like the over on this one too, Matt. I feel you on that one. Tennessee has that bend but don't break defense. Um, they're going to give up yards. They're going to give up a couple of points, but they, t- they have a tendency to get the key stop when they need to get it. You know, they have that tendency there in them. And uh, the Cincinnati's defense is just straight straight trash. All right, let's be honest there. But <laughs> offensively, uh, surprisingly, both of these teams are are uh, very good offensively. I, I didn't see this out of Ryan Tannehill. He looks like he's just picked up right where he left off last year. And same thing with Derrick Henry, who looks 
even stronger and bigger and faster than he looked last year, literally throwing guys across the field. Um, that, that has to be so embarrassing. Like, imagine that. Just some like a grown man just tossing you with one arm. Like, that's like fuck. Anyway, <laughs> um, you see the way Josh Norman changed the way he played the next week after bro, he got tossed. Man, he was playing like soft zone coverage against Kansas City. He said, and he was I'm like, nah, good. I'm just <laughs> I'm surprised I'm he didn't fan. retire at halftime. <laughs> take a oh. take a page out of the Vontae playbook and uh oh. just hang it up. Oh, um, it's young man's game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like what you were saying there, Matt. And uh, I, I I think Tennessee is going to win this game. And I think that Cincinnati will keep it close. Like Joe Burrow covers. Like that's what he does. Like this team covers. They don't win games, but they cover them. And um, I like Tennessee in this game. I'm going to go with a score of 30. And I'm going to give Cincinnati 23. All right, they keep it close. Kind of score like a late touchdown and have some hosts for an onside kick. You know how that all goes. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to roll with that one there. And it uh, doesn't look like there's any key injuries on, uh, I mean, Jonah Williams is going to be out there. So, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati just, I mean, they just traded away what's uh, Dunlap or, uh, yeah, right? Carlos Dunlap. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which isn't like the biggest deal because I don't yeah. think he's getting a whole lot of playing. It wasn't time, playing them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's I think this is going to be a pretty good straight up matchup. Everybody seems healthy, nothing COVID related. So I'm going to get the best out of both these teams. All right. And next game on the slate, we got the Minnesota Vikings traveling to the Green Bay Packers. Packers, of course, our favorite minus six and a half over under is 50 and a half. Um, if you had a mind, I want to start this on here. Uh, Minnesota's coming off a of bye week, right? Am I am I correct on that? Think you are. Yes. Yeah. Double check. Yeah. Last week, last yeah. week was the Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, and Ravens. Last week. Okay. Right. So yeah, Minnesota's coming off of a bye. Um, they're bad, and uh, Green Bay is going to win this game. Too. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just going to keep it sweet and simple. Uh, Green Bay is going to blow them out. Minnesota, they're pretty much in fire cell mode. They just traded in Gakwe after giving a second round pickup for him. There was talks that that uh, they was look, thinking about dealing Adam Thielen. I guess the Ravens couldn't come to terms on that one there. And yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins is bad. And um, uh, give me green. Yeah, that, your boy, your boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give me Green Bay. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they're gonna drop about thirty four, and Minnesota scores seventeen. So, Matt, what you may not know if you don't listen to us every single week, I know you're a busy man. You may not have caught every single edition of SYE Beat the Odds. However, there's been this relationship that's completely arbitrary and in my mind uh, between myself and Kirk Cousins that suddenly transpired because I seem to, to continuously pick him every week to cover spreads or to win games outright. And I keep being correct, don't I, Bryce? Um, <laughs> Tell the man. He was correct on a couple think- of them. A couple of them. I think like three out of four. And so it's come to a point. You've been solid. It comes to a point where now I just irrationally uh, pick Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings to cover and or win every week. That's low-key Ruta's favorite team. So it's just snuck in there. (laughs) However, this week, I can't bring myself to do it because I think something's changed there. I think Green Bay has... Uh, absolutely emerged as one of the best teams in the NFC officially. Uh, you know, through the first couple of weeks, you could say that the Packers were still kind of finding their way. Uh, Devontae Adams missed some time. Rodgers doesn't ever really miss a beat, though. 
And you're right. This, this Vikings team is bad. Uh, they've also now the difference seems to be late. Like, they seem to have gone into full quick, uh, like wave the white flag tank mode at this point. So I'm going to agree with you here that I was actually surprised that at home, the Packers were only six and a half point favorites. So give me the Packers, uh, probably give me the over as well. Cause sometimes the Packers defense is liable to, to give up some easy scores. Uh, so give me a score somewhere like 35 to 20 uh, Packers. Yeah. I used to be so excited for Minnesota green Bay games, but I got, I got nothing. I used to be a captain Kirk fan. You know what captain Kirk is? He's like the, he's like the buff. Full of bills in the last 20 years. Um, previous to this season, you can't bet, you can't bet for him and you can't bet against him. It's, 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 it's really, it's, it's, it's very peculiar how he operates. Um, I think Green Bay is going to walk, is going to walk away with this one. I would not even touch the point spread. I, I honestly wouldn't. I would probably even take the under. Oh, you know what? I'll go over. I'll go over. Kirk gets a lot of stats. I've noticed, you know, the last couple of years, and it's not, it's not a knock, but he gets a lot of stats in garbage time. Time yes. too, after teams are already running up 30 points on him or something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, he, he, he missed the, us. He he's the Blake us. Portals of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, that's Blake. not half wrong. Uh, that's not wrong. So as far as the score wise here, I'm going to go. I'm going to give Green Bay 38 and I'll, I'll give the Minnesota Vikings a respectable and garbage time late in uh 21 okay so yeah it's i i wish i could do more and it's a divisional rival game too so you would think that these games are going to be tighter but i have no optimism at all no optimism at all for for this minnesota team listen minnesota fans it could be worse and uh, we're going to discuss worse right now because <laughs> what a segue, Bryce. <laughs> you like that? The New York Jets. I know y'all like that. Come Another on. segue oh, right after Kirk Cousins. He's <laughs> killing it tonight. I'm on fire right now, man. Shout out to this beer I'm drinking. Um, the New York Jets <laughs> is traveling to KC to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. This spread is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like the Kansas City is favored by 19 and a half. And it was worse than that. It was it was 21. And when it yeah. first opened up and uh, the over under is 49. Uh, Matt, what are you thinking, bro? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I am putting money. I, if I were a betting man, I would put money on the Jets to cover the spread. I would. Uh, that's huge, right? It's it's almost like a, it's almost a gimme. Maybe the, the, the same Jets team that scored 10 points and then couldn't <laughs> move the ball against the Buffalo Bills. That that team you want to trust? The, I for if if it means me winning big money, I oh my god, twenty points, practically, I would take a risk on that. I would. That's a big spread, and I mean, I think Casey's going to put the hurt on hurt on him early and pull back the reins a little bit because maybe some garbage time. I I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous and a huge testament to how crappy the Jets are. But I would take the spread on that. Um, as far as the over under goes, oh. Casey's been been interesting. It's not like they're not like this. They're not relying on Patrick Mahomes too much lately, right? He's getting that. He got that money, and they're still winning games. Don't get me wrong, but he's yeah. like he's not world beating like league MVP number Patty Mahomes anymore. They have a very balanced off, and it's for a good reason too. It's a very balanced offense. A lot of running, a lot of clock killing, uh, and it's worked to their advantage for most of the season. I would take the under on this. 
And I am going to go. I'm going to go. Oh, Christ. <laughs> that is spoken like a true <laughs> person looking at a Jets game. <laughs> Christ. I don't know. I mean, they were up. They were up a touchdown on the Bills last week. And it's like they were up 10 points. And then they couldn't move like they legit I know. Move. I know. Four like, yards in the second half. Like what Four yards is in the second that? Half. And the Bills defense is not. This isn't the Bills defense of last year. Like this Mm-mm. is this is 2020 COVID Bills. It's like come on. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say 35. <laughs> no, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to work my math out right here. Uh, you know what? I'll go. I'll figure a way out. We'll go 33. Uh huh. 33 to, to, to 16. <laughs> wow. I think, is that under? Yeah, that's like right there. Okay. That's close enough. Okay. Whatever. Um. All right, Matt. <laughs> I love you, bro. I honestly love you. You, I'm sorry. You're wrong. This, this, this is my lock. This is my lock of the week. This is in. Just book it. KC is going to fuck them up. Like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. Like, they're going to store. I wish I could believe you. They might score. <laughs> They might score 50 by themselves. They like they might not even need to score any points to reach these over under. I'm I'm picking Casey in this one. They're gonna cover easily. Like this is an easy cover. This Jets team is probably the worst football team I've ever seen. Between them and the 0-16 Browns, this team is so bad. They don't protect Darno. I don't even know who their receivers are anymore. Who's there on their defense? Like, who is this team? And like, is Adam, I don't know. Adam Gates is still there for some reason. Like, come on. Him and Greg Williams are fucking duking it out in the, in the locker room after games and shit. <laughs> like, come on, man. This is the most yeah. dysfunctional franchise ever. I fucking love it. And they play in New Jersey. They're the fucking New York Jets and they play in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> this team is so bad. Well, I, Chiefs, they are the Chiefs, worst. I'm, I'm legit saying this. The Chiefs are scoring 50. The Jets are going to score 10 points. Like, this is going to okay. be bad. Matter of fact, no. The Jets score six points. I don't even give. Matter of fact, no. This just scores three <laughs> points. 50 to three. Book it. <laughs> Book it. Uh, yeah. Book it. I, I've seen a lot of teams like they don't, unless it was like Baltimore, like beating up on like Cleveland or you know, another team. I, you see a lot of these teams, they, they, they don't like, like to kill people anymore. They don't like to blow them out. I don't know. They it's don't so have hard. a choice. The Jets make <laughs> you blow them out. It's not like teams going there like, yo, all right, yo, listen. <laughs> We're not going to try to kill y'all. The Jets is like, what you mean you're not going to kill us? <laughs> hey, hold my beer. <laughs> Ruder. Yeah, well, I'm, I've been put in the interesting spot of Bryce's commentary and Matt's commentary. And I think my only choice here is to play somewhere in the middle uh, and say that I think, I think, although 20 is a lot, uh, and right up until last week, I think I would have completely agreed with Matt that this is not the same Kansas City Chiefs that was out there just blowing kids out of the water like they've been the last couple of years. Uh, just about every game they played was a little bit tighter. The games that they won, they never won by more than 16 until last week before they just completely dismantled the the Broncos team that's eerily reminiscent of this Jets team. So I don't know that it's 50 to three, but I could, <laughs> I could certainly see like 40 to 14 in the future or something like that. I, I think you think my, my, my only hesitation <laughs> is that 19 and a half points at the time that we're picking. This is a ton, 
Okay, uh, listen, listen. But- I, I get the 19 and a half points. I get that. I see. I understand that that's almost three touchdowns. But take that points and put it <laughs> with the team that is getting these points. And then it's just like they need more points. Like, come know, on. That's, I, like that, that, that is a they need more points. They need 24. They need I, no, I they need you. they need about 28. They need four touchdowns. I hear you. I think I I'm I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you, man. I, I think I'm I think I'm with it. I think give me somewhere in that range, uh, you know, that that 40 to 14 or you know, 35, 14, something like that. So I, I could totally see it. Uh give me reluctantly, not not as with as much fervor as you, but give reluctantly give me the Chiefs here. Reluctantly, Come reluctantly, on. this is Not, easy. That's easy money. I'm, I'm, hey. I literally bet that like 19 and a half now, too. I gotta bet that. I, I mean, gotta go get the bet. That. It's a turn, it's a it's a turnover and a weird play on special teams to start the game away from being 25 points. That's no, that's a no, shit ton. no, no, it's a that's turnover, a it's a turnover for the Jets fucking fucking it up and turning the ball back over and the Chiefs scoring on that turnover. <laughs> I'm, I'm Frank Gore's gonna have I'm a career sorry. day. No, that's cool. Frank Gore's gonna have a career day, man. <laughs> Frank Gore's gonna go off. He's some week some other cat we haven't heard of yet. It's gonna. They emerge. got a fucking fifty-year-old running back. <laughs> Their lead back. This dude has been playing since fucking nineteen ninety-six, and then they got fucking Joe Flacco trying to save the day. Come on, man. Oh, Darnold's back. Yo, though, if, right? Yeah, if, but if, Joe Flacco yeah. was playing games like. He should oh, he's not back. be playing. Joe Flacco played two games. If I'm Flacco, sorry, I'm sorry. if Flacco finds a way f- somehow, if he finds his way back into his starting position and wins one single game with the New York Jets, Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. <laughs> that, oh, hey, you got to give it to him at that point. <laughs> if right. he wins one game, does one it change your mind at all? <laughs> Just one game. Just one game, Joe. Uh, Bryce, does it change your mind at all? If I were to tell you that Sammy Watkins is out, does that help at all? <laughs> does yeah, that, that change your mind that helps, at all? That helps a lot. Now, does that do now, it? Now I double down if I'm playing fantasy on bet or uh, on starting Tyreek Hill, like on That's what that just, does. And just to note, Frank Gore is questionable. So they oh Matt, shit, Matt, their best Matt, player is phone call. Matt, expect a phone call. You might be you might be lacing it up. Oh boy, Frank Gore is their best offensive player. Yeah, they're they're in trouble. Oh my god! Oh, that team is so bad. I'm sorry. All right, let's move <laughs> forward, guys. Let's move forward. Uh, L.A. Rams traveling to Miami to take on Tua Time. It is Tua Time in Miami, baby. Miami is the underdogs at home, plus three and a half. Over under is forty six. Ruder, it is Tua Time, man. This is your team. I am very curious to hear your thoughts on this game, bro. Well, my thoughts are that I am shocked that the Dolphins chose right now to uh, let Tua uh, take the reins. Uh, although coming off of a bye week, so there's a lot of time for preparation, I'm surprised that they decided to let him let him go against the Rams front seven is my only surprise. I'm not Ryan Fitzpatrick shocked and heartbroken surprised, <laughs> <laughs> but I am surprised nonetheless that this was the week that they chose to unleash him upon the world. Uh and I think that the Dolphins lose this game. I don't think that, unfortunately, Tua is going to win in his debut. I think they're going to try to keep it simple with him, if I'm being honest, with, with no offseason coming off of an injury, not having uh, any time to kind of mold with any of his teammates. I think they're going to keep it simple, and I think the Rams are going to take advantage of that 
and uh, you're going to see the Dolphins struggle to put up points against a pretty damn good Rams front seven. Uh, although the, the Rams, they have at times been maybe more than any team in the league, a team where you never know what you're going to get on a week-to-week basis with this team. They've been a little bit inconsistent, which is not the Sean McVay that we're used to. That might be uh, a product of having Goff at quarterback. I like Goff a lot. I think he's underappreciated, but uh, sometimes inconsistent. All that being said, I don't think that the Dolphins have what it takes to compete with this Rams team. Even with the three and a half points, I don't think that the the Dolphins can compete offensively. And even if they do put up some points, I'm also not convinced that uh, they can do anything with uh, with the set of receivers that the Rams have. So uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go with the Rams and give me the Rams even at minus three and a half points, probably by a score of around 28 to 20. And if I'm wrong, then I'm pleasantly surprised as a Dolphins fan. But uh, if I'm right, hey, put one in the book for the good guys, right? Hey, listen, I like what you did there, Rooter. I like how you hedge your bets right there, man. That's yeah, smart. I can't, I can't go wrong That's this smart. weekend now with the yeah, game. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. I see this game playing out in two different ways. All right, I've seen two versions of this game. There's the version where Tua, the the awesome rookie quarterback that we all thought was going to be awesome, and he comes in and he's exactly that. He's awesome. He goes out, he throws for 250-plus yards, two touchdowns, maybe rushes for a touchdown, and, um, you know, they go out and gives Miami a victory, and you guys are hot and, you know, right in the division and could possibly win it. And then I see the other version of this game where – Tua is, you know, a broken hip away, and uh, he's going up against fucking Aaron Donald, the man-eating fucking monster he is, and then also Jalen Ramsey, who's been playing outstanding football, and uh, he kind of just stinks it up, man. Like, you you throw him into, like, you talk about baptism by fire, like, fuck, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, that is tough, man. Um, I think the Rams win this game. I hope that Tua can perform and and be very very good because i want this kid to succeed so bad and uh but i think this rams team wins this game i think that it could get ugly i'm gonna score with a score of 30 and i'm gonna give the dolphins 13 i'm hoping i'm wrong as well ruder i really do i want to in his mind dolphins team to, to play awesome and i really want them to to go out and put out a show but I just think that uh, they're throwing them out there against two of like the top 10, maybe top five defensive players in the league is, is a tough task to, to, to uh, accomplish. One, one other small side note, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on Matt's toes here, kind of jumping back in uh, before I finish all, before has, I finish my he thought He has there. strong toes. He has strong. Good thing. Cause I just, I just stomped all over him right there. Um, <laughs> Iron toes. One thing that I forgot to mention is that the dolphins locker room, you know, that might be an interesting little piece there too, because they might be a little bit divided here. Cause there was some yeah. real support after uh, Ryan threw his little crybaby act after the announcement was made. Um, and the locker room kind of stood by him and there yeah. was a lot of support. He's a very, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a very well-liked player. Sad thing is, so is Tua, you know, there's, it's not the knock on this kid. It's not his fault that they're kind of thrust into this position. But with that being said, I'm interested to see kind of how the locker room comes out and reacts as well. I have to assume professionalism, but just that that's another interesting thing to take into consideration and further plays into my belief that the, I think the Rams take this one. Yeah, this was what I was, 
I think I knew Tua. I had a feeling Tua was going to start at some point this year. Uh, I figured maybe after the Rams game, maybe uh, that'd probably be the best bet. Not smart to bring a kid in like that. Uh, you know, against like we we it's been said many times, Aaron Donald. Uh, I'd honestly have a little bit more faith in Miami if Fitzpatrick was starting. We don't know what what Tua brings to the you know the world of the National Football League. We know what he did in college. Very successful, very highly valued, uh, of course. But Fitzpatrick has been Fitz magic this honestly the most this year, and you know he kept it close. You look at some of the games he's kept it close. Uh, He kept it close to Buffalo. He helped the the Dolphins keep it close to Buffalo. They were leading throughout uh, the fourth quarter. Um, They kept it close to Seattle, which is a big deal. That doesn't happen. I mean, I know Seattle defensively isn't like this great world breaking team and. It's not the best defense. If they put DK Metcalf out there, maybe they'd be a little bit better. But uh, you know, they kept it close to Seattle with uh, against Russell Wilson, who's the you know he, he, probably the leading MVP candidate right now. Uh, so I don't know what to make of Tua. Honestly, I'd stay away from the point spread in this one. Personally, I think the Rams are going to win it though, and uh, maybe make the Dolphins question. Well, maybe not. I don't. I think they have a real opportunity to win the AFC East here. I uh, this year. Season. I really do, and it's this is baffling to me. So I'm going to go to the Rams. I'm going to agree with Bryce at the 30 score, and I'm going to give the Dolphins 21. I'm going to give them some garbage time um, in that regard. So uh, that would mean I'm going taking the over on that one as well. But yeah, Rams Rams over Dolphins in this one. But I definitely would have had a little bit more faith if Fitzmagic was out there. All right, big one in Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills will be taking on their arch nemesis, the New England Patriots. And Buffalo is favored in this game, minus four, over under is 40 and a half. Matt, what are you thinking, bro? Oh, man. I don't know what to think. Uh, <laughs> and this one, this is obviously the worst New England Patriots team I've, I've seen in a long time, a very long time. Uh, but this Buffalo Bills team is not impressive. Uh, at least the last couple of weeks, I feel like it's a night and day difference. They, you know, they played Tennessee, they played Kansas city and their entire aura, I guess just kind of changed. I mean, legit, the jets were beating them for uh, half of football last week, you know, and that's, it, that should never happen. If this team's supposed to be a super bowl contender and everybody's hyping them up like they should, I, I'm just not seeing it. Now, Grant, the New England's offense is, is like I said, it's pretty bad. No Julian Edelman, no and Keel here this week. They're out. Yeah. Uh, but I think defensively, they could provide some challenges for Buffalo. I really do. Uh, and they do have James White. The Patriots have James White. So, I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic rushing quarterback. Or not rushing, uh, just running back. Cam Newton is a pretty good rushing quarterback, quarterback when he can get going. And after last week, you might think he's maybe a little bit more motivated. Um, you know, perhaps. We know this Bills defense, this rush defense is porous. Uh, I'm definitely, I'm taking the under on this one. I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think the Bills offense is going to come out and beat the piss out of the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 17-10 Buffalo. Okay. 17-10 Buffalo. Ruder, you like that? Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. I think that uh, what's what's been most puzzling about this Bills team is simply that they haven't been able to put together a complete game all season. And by that, I mean, when their oh. offense shows up, 
their defense doesn't show up. When their defense shows up, their offense doesn't seem to show up. And you never quite know what you're going to get out of this team. The surprise, of course, there is that the offense came to play in a big way, particularly early in the season, whereas the defense has struggled for most of the year. Uh, And really, they've only shown up against uh, teams with Uh, as we've talked about, teams like the New Jersey Jets, who have been just awful uh, offensively this year. So what I wanted to mention about this game that strikes me is I was able to uh, watch Cam for the first time for a full game uh, this season. And I shouldn't say it for the second time I watched him. And this time around, he looked like the Cam from a season and a half ago where he was struggling to get the ball and push it more than maybe 15 yards downfield. Uh, I thought perhaps that was due to injury in the past uh, when he was having those struggles. And I was a big defender of Cam and a big fan of the Patriots bringing him in. And I was very surprised when it took him that long to find a suitor. With that being said, he just looked bad last week. Um, He just simply looked, he's, he's just looked very, very bad. Um, And that's, that's surprising to me. If I, if I'm being honest, uh, he was a guy where I, I really thought um, he would turn it around this year. I thought he was going to really help put the Patriots into a position to make a deep run. And after he picked him up, I even thought to myself, wow, he might even give the Bills some trouble this year, despite the fact that the Bills are supposed to be very good. Yeah. Uh, this might change things. And now uh, I don't see it changing things. I, I like the Bills to win this game. And as a matter of fact, I think uh, if they can get that Bills team to show up, and this this could be a statement game before the schedule really gets tough, I agree that it's going to be low scoring, particularly with all the injuries on the Patriots side, but give me the bills here, like 27, 17. I think, I think the bills win this game that Patriots offense, I think is going to be really bad. Yeah. And I kind of posted on Facebook earlier in the week, like this is the first time in my football watching life that I've ever seen a bad Patriots team. Well, Bryce, Ryan. what are you, like 18 years old? I'm actually 19, thank you. <laughs> 19 years old, okay. Yeah. Well, at your age, I could imagine how you'd see that. I, I have lived through some days that I would consider the glory days of my football watching career back in the 90s when my team was good. Oh, your, your no. hero, your hero my, Dan Marino? Oh, you're damn straight. And back I then... Oh, <laughs> well, that was nice. <laughs> That was soft. That was gentle. I like that. Yeah, but Bryce has an angelic I, voice. He has an angelic he does. voice. He's, I listen. He's been called the songbird of our generation. I <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You got that. Go ahead. <laughs> but with that being said, I just want it noted that the Patriots were terrible for a long time in the uh, Steve Grogan era. So uh, they weren't always great. But yeah, all right. I'm sorry. I, I, I stepped on your toes as well. No, that, 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 was, that was perfect. Um, Yeah. It, it, you know what? The Patriots have been kicking, like, we're all AFC uh, fans, and, like, all of our teams are in the AFC, and they've been kicking our ass, like, for the last 20 years. And you would think, you know, and I feel the same thing, Matt. Like, it's, like, it's fuck Boston. Like, it's fuck Boston (laughs) all day. You already know how We're an underdog. We're an underdog, City. Boston's underdog. No, you're not. Get out of here. Celtics, Red Sox. Patriots, get the yeah, get fuck them all, fuck them all, Bruins, fuck them all. Yeah. Yeah, Bruins, yeah, yeah. come on, fucking uh. fuck them all, just fuck Boston, uh, Boston versus everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna trade up. Mookie bets, like what the <laughs> fuck? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so you know, but it, it feels it doesn't feel vindicated for me because no, only one half of like the 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 dynamic duo is there taking the taking these lumps right now. 
Tom Brady is in fucking Tampa Bay right now getting fucking suntans at, at eight o'clock in the morning and eating avocado ice cream on a beach while <laughs> Bill Belichick is the only one that's taking these lumps. And I don't feel vindicated by it. It doesn't feel as no. good as it should. You know what I'm saying? Like it's Cam right. Newton who I enjoy watching. I'm a Cam Newton fan. He's the one that has to go through. Let's call it what it is. This is a tanking season at this point. And he's the one that has to get his ass kicked behind a terrible New England team. Like, this is not a good team at all. No. Julian Edelman is your best receiver. He's like 35. He can run two routes, a slant and a fucking and a fucking dig route. The other slant boy. The other slant boy. Nikhil Harry is terrible <laughs> as a first round, uh, second round, second year receiver. They have like four running backs who are like all the same dude, but different colors. And then their defense all like said, no, I'm not playing COVID. Fuck that. Stephon <laughs> Gilmore, he caught COVID and now he's probably out for this game. Buffalo's going to beat the shit out of this team, bro. This is what it's for. for, I know. for this is for Bill's Mafia, y'all. Like, you know how I feel about <laughs> Buffalo. I really don't really rock with Buffalo Bills uh-uh, team. Hell no. But hell no. Bill's Mafia, I'm rocking with y'all this week, man. <laughs> I hope y'all beat the dog shit out of this team. I'm going to say 34 points. The Patriots score 14. And uh, the only hope is that the Bills still can't figure out how to stop the run. They just can't figure out how to tackle guys that runs up the middle against them. Hopefully they got it figured out. And I'm going to have confidence that they did. And they're just going to, like Josh Allen, he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Bold prediction. That's bold. Yeah. I, dude, if I was a diehard Bills fan, I would not feel good about beating this. This is like. Oh, no. I, I'm not, Bills fans got to feel they, they got to. You know they, they will. Yeah, they got to feel great about it. Be, the Patriots have literally be been wiping other. their if fucking the shoes out of this team. I know. <laughs> if they beat the crap out of the Patriots this weekend, they're going to be fluffing each other. You know how it goes. Man. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I don't know. Last year would have meant more. Agreed. Right? They had the opportunity. It would have meant way more. Hey, you beat Brady yes. at his, uh, you know, on his way out. Not that we knew that was his way out at the time, but. You beat him. You beat him and Belichick together, and it was still a, it was a yeah. decent team last year. And now Brady's laughing. He 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 owns the Bills. They should have called it TB12 Stadium in Buffalo. And then he went down <laughs> to Tampa Bay, and he's tearing up down there. They're number one in the NFC South. So I, I don't know. Like that would be like I'm trying to think of something comparatively. Like you it's know. like it's like beating that. I know pit. I wouldn't feel good if I was a Colts fan watching that. You know, if they beat the crap out of the Patriots and they put us through some rough times, put us through some rough times. Exactly. I wouldn't feel good. Exactly. It's, I didn't feel good a couple of years ago. The, the the Colts beat the the Bills with Derek Anderson. They beat him up, and I was like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Matt, I, think, uh, I think you couldn't be more right there, man. I mean, I I completely agree. Had they you know, given a, a parting shot for Tom Brady on his way out and made the statement last year when that defense emerged yeah. and the bills kind of took, kind of looked like a contender uh, to beat yeah. Brady once on the way out, I think would have meant a lot more than this Patriots team. It, it would have been a lot of the last year. If yeah, absolutely. In absolutely. Absolutely. I think that would have meant a lot more. And I think it the a lot of this win might feel hollow kind of like when Floyd Mayweather was kind of beating up on guys past, past their primes uh, <laughs> towards the end of his career. I, that's kind of how I liken yeah. it right now, but I, I that was a, very intuitive statement you made there. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's got to be sad. Sorry. I mean, Buffalo fans, fans are going to feel we, so fucking good after this, bro. They're going to feel so good after are. winning this game. 
Like you, yeah. like I already know it, man. <laughs> I already know it. Hey, hey, I know <laughs> we beat the Patriots, <laughs> just like they were a couple years ago when when it was them versus Jacoby Brissett, and they blanked the Patriots. It's like, yo, you, you didn't even beat Brady. And y'all are yeah. ugh, get out of here. Yeah, that, that part of it, <laughs> that part of it though, Go just Bills. right. Bills, 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 fans, Bills fans still still to this day talk about that comeback game where they beat the Patriots like 14 years ago, <laughs> like it was their crowning achievement in the It last was a fun game, game, but yes, that was their Super Bowl back yeah. to the, if they beat the Patriots, that was their Super Bowl for like the last 20 years. Oh, they, they, uh, absolutely right. That is so sad. That's that funny. is so Shots sad. Fired. All right. Um, that that TB12 stadium comment, that was that was nice. Um, <laughs> moving on, man. Matt, your Indianapolis Colts traveling to Detroit to take on the three and three Detroit Lions. Right now, Detroit are home underdogs plus three over under is 50. Matt, of course, this is your team. You have to do the honor, sir. Tell us why. The Indianapolis Colts are going to win this football game. Oh, man. You want to know why? Because my guy here, Philip Rivers, <laughs> the comeback kid. That's a Philip Rivers bobblehead <laughs> for those who are listening. Who can't see us. He's, a, he's a comeback kid. We see what he did against uh, Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. No, I don't know. It, it, I'm actually. A, <laughs> that's like it's that's, those mighty bangles. Yeah. Oh, those, those, boy. He those, pulled that bangles. one out. I know. Harry, I'm Harry. I'm messing with the Bills fans for being proud of a victory over the Patriots without Tom Brady. And I do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I mean, I, I think this I mean, they're, they're coming off a of bye. Yeah, sure. They're on the road. This indie team is still weird. And I'm personally still waiting for like that statement win. And if they beat Detroit this week, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be quite that, uh, unfortunately, but Detroit is a, a tricky, tricky team. Uh, they've beaten some from a competitive, they just, they just beaten some weird teams. They've lost to some weird teams too, but they, they take early leads and then they fall apart. And uh, I think that's going to play into our advantage. I mean, there was a beautiful comeback on the part of Matthew Stafford last week. I want to give him credit. Uh, top five, most underrated quarterback of this generation. Uh, for that comeback again, driving against those, you know, I mean, it was the bum ass Falcons, but it has got some pieces coming back to him. Uh, you know, you're getting Darius Leonard back. So the, he, this defense looks night and day different with, without him. Uh, so he, he, having him back is very important. This offense is starting to finally, I think, find its groove. Uh, I've been very concerned with some of the play calling on Frank Reich's part, but I think they're finding a, a little bit of a balance here. And Rivers can show that when, you know, he's backed into a corner, uh, you know, when, when the pressure's really on him, he can kind of deliver. And I think this would be a big game. The Colts need to win this one, too, because they have a very tough back half, uh, which starts off the following week against your Baltimore Ravens or Bryce. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Colts to win this one. I think it's going to be close. I would actually um, – oh, I would take if, – if I'm – for the point spread, I would take Detroit plus three here. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to say it's like 24, 21, maybe. Yeah, and that's uh, that's taking the under on the overall, you know, the under on the bet, which is 50. So, uh, but I'm going to go Colts here. I think it's, I think it's a fair, I think it's a fair, you know, uh, they've been more consistent if that makes sense. Okay. Ruder. Oh, you're going to have me go on after the Colts expert. Unbelievable. <laughs> Might as well be throwing me to the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> throwing you I to the stampede. You there. 
threw me against those Detroit Lions. No, I think that uh, you're right, Matt, in so many ways about that. I think that Darius Leonard makes all the difference here. I think that Darius Leonard is strong enough uh, if he can stay healthy for the rest of the season to propel this team uh, to the playoffs uh, on defense. I think he's that good. Uh, from what I saw from him, the the passion that he plays with and uh, just the love of the game that he plays with and the the high level that he plays at, I think he's he's become one of my absolute favorite players. That and it's very, very hard uh, to call a game in favor of Detroit. You just, uh, when I said earlier that the Rams were perhaps one of the most uh, hard to predict teams and what team's going to show up, the Detroit Lions are the most hard to predict team because on any given day, they can compete and they can play. And I think it is Matt Stafford that keeps them in those games. And uh, I, I just think that the Colts are going to be too good and they're more stable. Exactly like you said, in every way. I think in coaching, in quarterback play, in defense, they, they're the more stable team. Uh, give me them to win 30 to 20. Um, I, I think that they're going to put up some points. Uh, and uh, I think just having Darius Leonard back on the field tips the scales in their favor. This was kind of an easy one for me, to be honest. And uh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to see the Colts doing well, particularly for Frank Reich and uh, while I've got you on the, on the, on the cast here, Matt, I, I just want to say that it's a, it's a great franchise. It really is. I, I always root Thank for them you. in that, in that division. Uh, they're a stand-up group and I uh, wish them the best this week. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. No, I proud. I'm, I'm a proud Colts fan myself. Oh, my so, oh obviously what? you guys want to get a room. I got no, damn. <laughs> I'm just showing some appreciation. I listen from a, from a fan from as a fan. Okay, of every mismanaged team in the history of sports, as an Indians fan, as a Dolphins fan, as a Sabres fan, for Christ's sake. Sorry, Bryce, we don't have the greatest. We're not the Baltimore Ravens over here. So when uh, a team puts it together that we're a fan of, and I can I can appreciate when I see a well-run organization from a from a hard luck kind of city, you know. So Listen, I, I get I it. it. I, I, I get it. I, I'm a dysfunctional fan of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Like, I get it. Hey, ju- just remember the Ravens got our sloppy seconds in Baltimore. Oh, hey, listen, you got, I, there's a Ravens franchise because the Colts didn't want to play in Baltimore anymore. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> those sloppy seconds equals the two Super Bowls. I'll take them. Oh, I'm good. Damn. I'm <laughs> good. Um, This Colts team defensively is ranked number two, yes. which is, which is something that you really see from an Indianapolis team to be this good defensively. And Peyton Manning wanted this for years, right? He exactly. He Imagine like it. he probably would have got like what, probably two or three more Super Bowls in Indy if they had a solid defense. Oh my God. Most likely. But um, yeah, I like, I like Indy in this game. I like Detroit. I like Matt Stafford. I got, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. Adrian Peterson is still getting it done. Swift has been looking good on a week-to-week basis. Um, he's been getting more touches, and uh, he's been looking good and uh, taking advantage of his opportunities. That Lions offense is is decent. Like We've seen him beat uh, Atlanta last second fashion there. That was awesome to watch. But um, if Phillip Rivers cannot turn the ball over and just play like – like uh game manager football and let this defense just handle things. I think Indy can kind of win this game easily. I'm going to go with a score of 24 and I'm going to get a Detroit 14. And uh, yeah, I think Indy's defense kind of carries the way here for you guys and win this football game for you. Hey, we'll take it. A win's a win. 
It's exactly. When's a when? I'm scared. I mean, I'm scared of this back half, man. <laughs> I was scared of this back half schedule. We got Baltimore. We got Green Bay. We got Tennessee twice. Oh, Yvay. I needed uh, that bye week last week. I needed yeah. that bye week last week as a fan. Yeah, I was talking to Ruder on our last episode. We were saying, like, like Ravens had a bye week, and football last week, Sunday, was, like, a little bit more enjoyable because you don't have, like, a dog in a fight. You could kind of just sit back and watch the action, you know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, it, there wasn't a whole lot of – I mean, there wasn't some great – there weren't really great games on, but, uh, yeah, it was nice to kind of just be like, okay, I can enjoy this. I'm not going to want to smash my Colts exactly. merchandise and – and stuff so i do i definitely uh that was nice all right guys moving forward here afc west battle la Chargers traveling to the denver traveling to denver to take on the broncos uh right now broncos are home underdogs plus three and a half over under is 44 and a half um i'm gonna make this quick the Chargers with herbert has been looking really good and Denver's defense is solid. They're, they're, they're a really good defense. I think that Herbert and this offense, I trust a little bit more. And uh, on the opposite side of the football, Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. I, I want him to be good so bad. It has some awesome names at receiver, but I don't know if they're actually good because he hasn't been that great. I mean, Sutton, yeah. Sutton's been out for the season. Um, I'm going to go with LA to win this game. I'm going to go with a score of 30 to 17 LA. I like that. I, I like that a bunch. Yeah. The Chargers have definitely been the more electric team and in, in, in every game you're seeing a lot of, uh, I said, I have a feeling of optimism every time I watch the Chargers play. Uh, Justin Herbert has been so exciting to watch. Uh, so making some like legit pro level passes, dropping dimes. And, and he has a great rapport with Keenan Allen. I think together there, I, I think, when anytime, every time Herbert is targeted, uh, Keenan Allen, there has not been a drop to my knowledge. It's at least that was a stat a couple weeks ago, which is still pretty significant. You know, uh, you know, here, here in week eight, week seven, whenever, whenever that stat line was. So I would have to say, yes, I'm going to take the chargers on this one. Uh, take the, I'll take the under, I'm going to go, uh, 28, 28 to 10. 28 to 10 uh, on this one. I'm just, I, 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 I agree with you, Bryce. I'm not feeling the, uh, not feeling the Denver Broncos this year. I'm, I'm kind of sad. I, I had high aspirations for Me too, man. I wanted them to be good. The injuries. The Drew injuries. Locke. And Drew Locke. He's not good. Yeah. Like, he's not a good quarterback. Like it, it, it sucks. No, no, it, it, it's, it's been a rocky year. Defensively, they lost so many pieces to start off and then, um, offensively, like the running game hasn't gotten going quite the way that they wanted to. It's just, it's, uh, it's pretty depressing. It, it's he kind made, of depressing. He made Melvin, Melvin Gordon drink and drive. Like that's Drew Locke's fault. Right. And it was stressed the I fuck out. <laughs> I, 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 like, I don't know what to do. He's like, he's like having Drake moments, talking to a girl on the phone while driving drunk as shit and uh, got busted. It's all Drew Locke's fault. Blame the white guy. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> Ruder, <laughs> yeah. you've got you. That's a that's a that's a tough act to follow right there. But I, I will say that uh, I'm in I'm in complete agree. I think the loss of Von Miller at the beginning of this season uh, was just uh, too much to overcome. Not only is he the leader on the field as one of the best defensive players in the game, but I don't I don't know that there's a, a better leader. 
uh, off the field as well in, in Von Miller. So a well-respected guy, just a huge locker room guy. Yeah. It's the heart and soul of the team, and they they ripped him out. If the Bills fans could think, it'd be something like akin to losing Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, that, that, was, that was their guy. So uh, I think that kind of did them in right there. And then, yes, the Drew Locke not living up to expectations. You could say Jerry Judy not living up to expectations. Cortland Sutton out for the year. There were just, just too many things that happened to this team to, to find success there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Charger has been a little inconsistent, but I think since Herbert's taken over there, since the uh, sabotage doctor uh, stabbed uh, Tyrod in the lungs, I think you've seen that this kid can play. Uh, this this kid can absolutely play on this level. Uh, it really, really has me hoping that Miami Dolphins, uh, my Miami Dolphins, uh, took the right guy here with two. I, I I've got to hope that he comes out slinging and, and looks really good because. If they passed on Herbert, that would, that might be one of those things where, where we end up talking in a couple of years from now. Hey, remember when the Dolphins could have drafted Herbert? Ha ha. Uh, That'll so, be the second one of the last two decades. Yeah. Missing out it, on Drew Brees, then missing yep. out on Justin Herbert. Yep. And, and, and why? And why? The, Matt, what a great call. Because why? They were worried, ironically, about Drew Brees' injury, right? And they decided yeah. not to take him. And in this case, it will most likely be because they decided to go with a kid with the injury history, right? So just classic, you know, hard luck Miami Dolphins shit right there. But uh, give me the Chargers all day in this one. This Broncos team just got done being blown out and embarrassed uh, by the Chiefs. And I don't think it gets any easier, at least with the, the high-powered octane of this offense. So, uh, I mean... Caught 35-14. I think we see the Chargers just roll them in this one, to be honest. Real quick, just to touch back on that Miami thing. Y'all did sign Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. And yeah. Culpepper is coming off of a knee. And y'all trusted that more than Drew Brees coming off of the shoulder, which, I mean, yeah, you think about it, it kind of makes sense. And that, that, that wasn't exactly... Drew Brees wasn't exactly Drew Brees until he yeah. got to New Orleans. Do you yeah, know what I mean? so, yeah, so looking back yeah. on it, it wasn't like Drew Brees coming off of a Super Bowl win with an injury. This was Drew Brees that was eh, pretty good for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it wasn't you. quite I the feel same you. guy. But with that being said, yeah, it's that's tough. I mean, that that's a that's a really tough call. And I don't envy that decision. I'm kind of curious. How excited were you when y'all did sign Dante Culpepper? <laughs> At the time, uh, I liked it. You know, yeah. just because uh, he, he had come off of a lot of success. Um, and the, the thing there was that uh, I, it was very interesting. It was a very, very interesting read that I had. And it, this was years ago, but it was how that Dante Culpepper going to Miami move ended up changing the landscape of the NFL in an incredibly major way. And at this point, I don't remember all the ins and outs of it, but it had to do with, uh, first of all, Culpepper coming to Miami and then ultimately Breeze going to the Saints, who ended up winning Super Bowls. Uh, it ended up with the Chargers um, selecting Eli Manning and then ultimately flipping him to the Giants. So it was like this whole whirlwind of effects that happened because the Dolphins uh, selected uh, or ended up grabbing Culpepper. So interesting read there. But yes, to answer your question specifically, I was very excited uh, when it happened and that one didn't work out for me, but some butterfly effect shit. Right yeah, there. man, it was, it really was. Yeah. Butterfly flapped its wings and the dolphin sucked for the last two decades. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so that's, uh, Yo, that's all that was for me. Fun, <laughs> man. Y'all win the, you guys won the, I like that. You guys won the AFC East once. It's one of Bills and Jets. That's and true. Was that, I think that was they the, needed the, the fucking, Jay Fiedler year, if I'm fucking, not. <laughs> they needed fucking Tom Brady to be out for a season for them to win a division. That, that's that, right. that, 
They look great, man. They look great. It's amazing how great you look with Tom Brady's not around. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I just mentioned that because if only had someone said that today, <laughs> because we uh, that was 2008. We played you guys in the playoffs and uh, we just like dog walked y'all. Like Chad Pennington threw like four interceptions. That was fucking beautiful. I was just watching the highlights of that game. It was wonderful. Sounds right. Ed Reed just caught one over the shoulder and ran it back like 80 yards. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I loved it. That sounds like us. Um, all right. So moving on here, we're going to go with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Right now, the five and two Cleveland Browns are the home favorites, minus two and a half, over under 49 and a half. Do you believe in this Cleveland team? Like, is this real? Or are they just like, are they fluky? I, I kind of, I'm starting to believe. All right. I went to Cleveland a couple weeks ago and man, Cleveland fans have a big set of balls. Uh, yeah. What was, what, what was yeah, going on with that? Man, I heard it's like some, some, uh, some unpleasant conversations. Can you, you mind telling the story? Bro, I got called a bitch in front of my daddy, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I got oh, it hurt. Man. I was like, I went in, I went to Cleveland. I'm in my, my Philip Rivers jersey. I'm like, man, the city's so nice. Everybody's so cool going in the stadium, which is a very beautiful stadium, by the way. And I'm like, oh, everybody's so friendly. Nobody's bothering me. I haven't had a beer dumped on me yet, like I would at Bill Stadium. Um, so everything's cool. And then Philip Rivers just obviously he had a terrible game. So I was like, okay, walk down the stairs. Yeah, go back to Indianapolis. You're co- you're a bitch like your quarterback. I'm like, whoa, okay, wow. whatever. I'm just I'm just like whatever. I got you know. I'm not I'm not here to fight people. That's just not me. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to fight over a football game. So we just kind of left. Some lady with her boobs hanging out was like, Colts suck, and then she fell on the floor. So that was kind of cool. Whoa, and then some crackhead, some crackhead who was standing outside of Cleveland Stadium was like, oh, y'all bitches gonna have a nice long drive back to Indianapolis, Browns <laughs> <laughs> Nation. <laughs> And I just look at him like, yeah, at least we can drive, crackhead. Uh, <laughs> so and he's, he just shut up. So it, it was it was painful. I couldn't wait to get back home. Yo, I just kind of imagine, like, you remember the Dave Chappelle scene when he's walking through the club uh, in, like, regular motion, and he's just getting shit on the whole time? I just imagine <laughs> that was, like, the whole scenario, you walking through the Cleveland Stadium, man. I'm sorry. Matt I'm Johnson sorry, yeah, was there to, cool. to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Luckily, he brought tons of bubble gum, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was pretty rough, but my dad was there for me, so I was pretty proud of that. But uh, yeah, this Cleveland team is this Cleveland team is for real, in all honesty. And there's actual <laughs> statistical there's statistical proof that well, it's a very small margin. We talked about this this past week on our own on my own show that that Baker actually plays better when Odell Beckham Jr. is not there. Yeah, not seeing that stat line, um, it's it's pretty incredible. It's honestly pretty incredible. 2018 Baker, tons of optimism. He wasn't forcing things. He was spreading the ball out really nicely. 2019, he targeted uh, Odell Beckham Jr. a ton, and understandably so. OBJ is a fantastic, you know, he's a pretty good player. Let's just say I think a lot of people, he's still held in high regard because of that one-handed catch in 2014. That's my personal opinion. I haven't seen a whole lot of – whole lot of things that really blown me away over the last couple of years since that, but Baker actually plays better when he's not there. I mean, look, he, he, I think he had one incompletion uh, after OBJ went down, which listen, I'm not here to, to, to shit on the guy. Oh, that's not. Oh, hey. Oh, um, wow. Wow. <laughs> not, you guys I'm are not here. fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here fire. To, to kick a guy while he's down, but uh, I think, you know, even without Nick Chubb, uh, 
I still think this Browns offense is legit, and this they're going up against a Raiders defense, which isn't really all that great. Uh, I'm taking Cleveland and Baker here. Uh, I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be as close as, as many people would like to think, but um, I'm going to go as a score. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 27, 17 for the Browns against the Raiders here. Interesting. I like it a lot, Matt. I love that you pointed out that stat because I didn't, I hadn't heard that statistic in particular or heard that yeah. uh, officially that he plays better without him, but that's what my eyes bore out, right? I saw on the field that when Odell was out there, he tried to force things. And I think that that is uh, Odell's name and personality uh, carrying water there where otherwise uh, his performance has not. If you look at his numbers, I think he's easily, because of his athletic prowess, he is an incredible athlete, right? And he did that oh, that, that amazing sure. catch, and he's got all the swagger, and he's uh, you know got a big social media presence. He has done maybe a better job at branding himself than just about any other athlete for his level, because I don't think anyone anymore puts him on that elite tier of receiver, and he hasn't been for a few years. So the fact that he still gets all that hype is... Um, Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, but with that being said, I don't think it hurts them that Odell is out. As you said, it may even be a benefit. Um, and if I, I'm sorry, if I said Baker, that I meant uh, that Odell is out. I'm not sure if I said Odell or not. But if Odell is out, that, that may not hurt this team that much. And I think they figured out who they are. They've turned themselves into a running team. They've made Baker a little bit more of a game manager than the gunslinger that he looked like back in 2018. And I think this Browns team is the Browns team that everyone anticipated coming out last year. Right. I think that mm. this that Stefanski has them playing well. I think he's a much better coach than Freddie Kitchens. And I think the product shows on the field. On the other side of the ball, you're going to have the Raiders who have kind of shown flashes like the Raiders do, but they've kind of lost to just about any good team that you've put in front of them, with the exception, of course, that crazy, that crazy Chiefs game where I think if the game went another 10 minutes, the Chiefs win that game. So give me give me the Browns here as well. And we'll call it uh, 35 to 35 to 25 for a weird score. There's probably going to be a blocked extra point or something in this one. <laughs> something weird. It's, it's yeah. the Browns and Raiders. So something weird's going to happen. Matter of fact, call it like 36 to 24, something weird like that. Um, This Cleveland's team, when they go up against elite competition, they get <laughs> yeah. waxed, but they, coming, yeah. they beat up on good team or bad teams. Uh, the Raiders, they're a bad team, in my opinion. Like, they've won against KC. They look good at times. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think that I think that Kareem Hunt um, is going to have an awesome, awesome game, like 150 yards rushing, a couple of touchdowns, and it's going to wear this, this Oakland team out. Uh, Oakland's offensive line are just coming off of the COVID reserve list. Miles Garrett has been a fucking beast. Oh, I know. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I think that um yeah Cleveland kind of handles this Oakland's team. Um, I'm gonna go with a score of twenty nine. That's a weird yeah twenty nine whatever. That, that's, that's weirded up even more. Twenty nine nineteen. Fuck it. It's a nice little. <laughs> I like I'm telling score. you, I, mark my word. You're you're yeah. laughing at me, but mark my words. There's gonna be some. It, I guarantee. Yeah, it's a Derek Carr led. Vegas Raiders and this Browns team, there's going to be a fucking shit show at some point. Something weird's going to happen. Yeah, it's gonna Somebody's going to block a field goal, run it back for a touchdown, and then yeah. miss the ensuing extra point. There's somebody's somebody's going to do a fucking drop me. kick. 
Right. Fuck yeah. you. Like, why not? Let's get fucking weird. <laughs> Super weird gonna, game. He's gonna, he's, gonna, he's gonna slap Baker in the helmet. You wanna get fucking weird, bro? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah. move it on here, guys. New Orleans traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Right now, Chicago are home underdogs plus four and a half, and over under is 43. I'm gonna make this one quick. Um, I love Chicago. Like they're, I don't know what it is about this team. I like Nick Foles. Uh, they're shitty offensively. Like they're, they're bad. <laughs> Their defense, Khalil Mack, we know about him. He's dominant and he could take yeah. over games. And, uh, I just can't see it against this New Orleans team. And I, Ruder, you know how much I really don't like Drew Brees right now. I think he's bad still. Um, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas might be back. Alvin Kamara has been Thomas awesome is out, I believe. Thomas ruled out. Thomas I, ruled I, I out. I yes. thought I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's so, see, I don't know. That's so. It's such a weird situation because, you know, he was ah, uh, he was away, and then he like it, it was just. I feel like he's like on a trade block. In New I can Orleans. see that. I can I, see that. The way this is all transpired, like, oh, he's coming back. No, nah, no, he's not. I honestly feel like Michael Thomas like will be traded by November third. I that'd be I, interesting. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where he'll, where he'll, he will go, but it just certainly feels that way. Like he's been, he's had a rough couple. Of weeks. I mean, it's, it's been a rough couple months for him. Uh, what's his name? Call him Slant Boy and made him punch him. Uh, and, and, and Michael Thomas punched Wait, him. Hold on, time out, time out. That's what happened. It, Somebody called oh, him. Oh yeah, you didn't know. Boy? I think it was Malcolm Jenkins called him Slant Boy, and he got pissed and punched him in the face. That they set him out, and then oh, he came back, and then he had a hamstring funny. injury. Yeah, that he's, is he's, funny. He is slant. He's such a D. I'm not gonna say he's a diva, but uh, he is. You know, the, 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 he his, is. He's a diva. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. He all is. Right. All right. He is. I mean, did you see his little back and forth with Devontae Parker over the yeah. offseason? Like, like this dude on, is like, bro. you know, give me a break. But yeah, slant boy is not playing. So uh, I, I'm. Yeah, they're. It, it's it's weird on both sides, but I do think uh, I do think Thomas is gonna be trade bait. I'm gonna go New Orleans wins this game. I want to go with a score of thirty to seventeen. All right. Um, I will go. I'm going to take Chicago in this one. Oh, shit. They're one of them weird ass teams, man. And they're uh, I think New Orleans is right for the picking right now. They're not consistently good. Uh, yeah. I mean, Drew Brees is, is a bit of a hint. I'm not going to say it's a, he's a hindrance, but he's not the Drew Brees um, that, you know, should have. It's actually pretty incredible to think that if he did not come back, they were going to go get Brady for a year that's it's well documented it's yep. pretty crazy to think uh, of that connection uh right there but uh, i'm gonna take chicago i think this defense is run by pagano is actually playing very very well uh which is you know it, it pains me to say that because pagano uh was a big part of ruining andrew luck's career uh, as much as ryan grigson yeah. was but that's a story for another day but i think chicago can compete with this saints team i do i think they can beat them uh i think it's going to be close i think it'll probably be a defensive matchup uh, a, a tight defensive game. I'll go 17-14, the Bears. Nah, Bears. Where I think Matt was completely right was that the Bears can definitely hang with this team. I just keep waiting for the Bears to lose, and they just kind of keep winning. Uh, I don't I don't know how <laughs> yeah. that keeps happening. I, I, it's just one of those teams this year that uh, kind of hit their stride. I think that Bryce nailed it when he said that Khalil Mack can take over a game. He's one of two defensive players that I've watched that can absolutely impose their will on the opposing team's offense. That's Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Those are the two guys in the league that I've 
watched take over games just literally by themselves. And aside from that, though, what, what I'm going to say here with the Bears at home getting four and a half, I think that the Saints are probably going to win this game, but I think it's going to be something like 28-26 or 28-27. They're going to they're going to eke one out here against this Bears team that has a knack for for keeping it close. Uh, so my in a brief, very brief analysis, I think give me the Saints to win the game, but the Bears at home with the points. Okay. All right, moving on here. We got the NFC West battle. San Fran traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks right now minus three over under 54. Ruder? Uh, I think with this one, it, it should be a fun game. I'll tell you that because the the 49ers have a very good offense, uh, particularly with Garoppolo back. And the Seahawks don't play a hell of a lot of defense out there in the Pacific Northwest. No. They, they, uh, they're they're going to put a bunch of points on you and they're going to let you score a whole bunch of points too. So very interesting, very uh, different from the uh, the uh, big Pete up there. Uh, very different from the teams that we've seen in the past where they were heavily focused on the run and heavily focused on playing really good defense. So uh, different to see they're they're letting Russ cook though this year. That's, that's the big phrase up there, but uh, how about they, they take it easy on making Russ cut the vegetables and prep the chicken and, you know, like let, let them just cook, let them just cook, give them, give them some assistance out there on defense. Like maybe make a stop once in a while. Uh, Cause you know, you look at some of the numbers and yeah, Russ threw three picks, one of which was his fault. If you watch the game, uh, it's tough. He's out there. He's slinging it. He's, he's, they're putting him in a position where he's got to throw for 400 yards a game where they lose. So yeah, their defense uh, is so bad. Exactly. exactly. It's so bad. They're so bad. They're, they're putting him in a position where he, where he has to play that way. Cause I mean, he's one of the most effective, efficient, amazing <laughs> players. Uh, you know, he'll throw for 380 yards and then rush for 70. The, the guy's incredible. Uh, with that being said, this for me, I mean, it's going to be a great slate of games. Cause you've got that, that Pittsburgh and Baltimore game early. You've got this game on, at 4.30. Um, I, I'm excited for this one a lot. This is going to be the one that I, I'm looking forward to maybe watching the most. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, as much as I like the Seattle, I always have liked the Seattle Seahawks. I was a big Sean Alexander guy. I loved Hasselbeck. Uh, I loved, uh, back in the day, Brian Blades and Tommy Kane showing my age there. The throwbacks. The throwback, I love it. The, the throwback receivers from, from the 90s. But um, Give me the Niners here, especially with points. I think that this is a very good San Francisco 49ers team. I think people forgot how good they were when they had that little that little bump that they went through when they had lost most of their roster due to injury. But they've got some players back now. George Kittle's an absolute animal. And I think the 49ers could win this game outright, uh, let alone let alone with the points, especially because it's not that big of a trip for them from the Bay Area up to Seattle. So give me uh give me the 49ers to win this game outright. And it's probably going to be a high-scoring affair, like 35-32, somewhere, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, I'm going to make mine short and sweet and simple. Uh, I don't trust Jimmy G, and I trust Russell Wilson. As bad as the Seattle's defense is, uh, Russell Wilson is, is just awesome. Um, Jimmy G is average at best, in my opinion. He got to a Super Bowl. Like, you know, he, he was the quarterback of the Super Bowl team. That's how I look at it. And, uh, yeah, the San Fran's like a lot of injuries. Um, we'll see if Dunlap is anything that can produce on the field as a pass rush for this, for this defense for Seattle. Uh, I like Seattle. Give me a score of, I like the over in this game as well. Give me a score of 34, 31 Seattle. Yeah. I, I have more, I think as, as bad as the defensive play has been for Seattle, 
I think that Seattle has been more consistent across the board. I really do. Uh, you know, regardless, you know, of, of what happened, I, I look back to what, you know, the game against for the 49ers sake, I, I look back to the Miami game and I mean, Miami clapped them cheeks, man. It was bad. It was real bad. Uh, and they're, Part. And yeah, they did beat a pretty good Rams team. Again, I, it's it's so hard to take stock in divisional matchups because these teams play each other very tough. They have to play each other twice a year as it is, and they, they always they always just know what the other team you know is unless you know unless it's the Browns playing against the Ravens or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Usually, divisional games are pretty competitive. I think. Um, so I'm going to take San Francisco. Uh, I think it is going to be close. I'm going to do the 34 30. I'm going to go the 34 30. Wait, did I see San Francisco? Uh, Seattle over San Francisco. I'm going to go the 34 to 31 route uh, in favor of Seattle. I just, uh, I, I'm not seeing, I mean, San Francisco definitely pro, the, both these teams need to win. And obviously the, you don't, yeah. uh, you need to win every week, but Seattle's going to need it to stay atop a very, very tough uh, NFC West and, and San Francisco's going to need it to hang with the, uh, you know, with the top. Everybody's over 500, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> in that division. So uh, it's, it's, it's NFC West is the best conference this year. So uh, you're going to get a great football game regardless. So for the first time here in SYE beat the odds history, we have a host and a guest both predicting a push in a game, just so that you're both aware you both picked a 34, 31 win for Seattle. And that would uh, bring this game to a push. So I would say for this one, for our listeners, uh, betters beware, I guess on this one, right? I mean, this is, is this one you guys would stay away from? No, I'm betting the over on this game. Oh, you're just going the over. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably have, I'd probably have to have to agree. Even though like, uh, like Sam Fran's like backfield is a mess. I don't know who they're putting out at running back every week. Uh, there's, there's still finding a way to, to move the ball very, very well. Like they legit beat Seattle in every statistical category, every ranking category, except uh, passing. And obviously so, cause Jimmy G Nick Mullins, even combined, they're no Russell Wilson. So I, I think it can be pretty competitive. And, and if anybody, San Fran's defense has played pretty good, but if anybody's going to be able to pick it apart, it's it's Russell Wilson. It's Russell Wilson. So, um, so yeah. There it is. All right, guys, two more games. Moving forward, we have, in my oh, opinion, <laughs> the, the game of the year, the game of the decade. Like, come on. By, I mean, the, the best division in football history. We have the Rowdy Cowboys taking on the Mighty Eagles. And it's just a classic NFC East showdown. Can't fucking wait. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call sarcasm. All right, there we go. Now I got that off my chest. Eagles are the big home favorites. Minus 10 and a half. Over under is 43. I have zero interest in this game, gentlemen. I'm just going to go ahead and pick a score and move forward. Give me the Eagles to win this game against Dallas at a score of 24 to 3. I'm going to go ahead and agree with everything you just said. And uh, here's why you're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to pull that trick on you. I agree with everything, uh, but I think that you're wrong. Cause I think this game, it, it is entertaining and whether we like it or not, you know, 2020 has found us in a weird place and this is a battle for the division lead. And at this point, I think it may be entertaining if not for all the wrong reasons. I think you're going to see a hell of a lot of offense in this one. Uh, I think you're going to see Andy Dalton slinging the rock around there. If he's Andy back, Dalton he, is he, not playing. He's out too. Is it concussion for he's out? Do, yeah. Do you, know who, do you know who's starting? Guy. Who's starting? Help What's me. What's his name, Matt? Ben DiNucci. Oh, my God. The, this the dude sounds NFL... like a fucking Italian mob boss, bro. He don't even sound like a quarterback. Come on. Christ. We have the NFL premiere of what was it, Matt? Say it again. 
Ben DiNucci. Ben also- DiNucci making his NFL debut this week, and you're saying that this game's not going to be entertaining, Bryce? I, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> yeah, he he he's owned. We did that. We looked at this uh, Wednesday night, recording our our preview episode, and he was owned in zero percent of fantasy football leagues. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm going to go so scoop him up just to break that trend. You might have to. Uh, and they, they just re-signed Cooper Rush. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, who was their backup for a couple of years, and he'll he'll be backing up. Uh, yeah, they'll be backing up. That Benucci, is so. incredibly exciting. So what, what I see happening here is, yes, obviously this is uh, not, not the marquee matchup of the week, but you've got to say, I mean, this is – this is going to probably be a big determining factor in which one of these teams makes the playoffs this year. So uh, you would think somebody has to win. And I've said that before and been wrong after a tie, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that that literally happened. Uh, I said, somebody has to win this game. Right. And then sure enough, nope, they sure didn't. But uh, but, um, I think I'm going to enjoy watching this game. I really will. If for no, if for no other reason to see some very interesting football in a game that has, division implications with that being said sure um i can't imagine the dallas cowboys uh winning this game i have completely given up on them so sure let's go with the eagles uh let's let's call it 30 to 14 at home they, they should probably give it to dallas but christ who knows i'm convinced Ruder, that nbc slipped you a couple of bills to try to promote this game like to hi- hype it up <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something about it. When think about it this way, like this game might, if if we have a division winner that's truly sitting there at like five and eleven, which really might happen this year in this division, I mean, winning a game here, it's big, and it should be semi entertaining to see how that goes. I, I'm I've built it up in my own mind here. Like I respect it, bro. Let me breathe I, on this one. I respect it. Right, oh, uh, it's weird. Yes, these teams are really bad but sometimes two really bad teams going up against each other produces uh very entertaining football see sometimes there sometimes. we go i can i can look at it from that point uh i don't have a whole lot of stock in this game three weeks ago i would say that Dal- i would have said that dallas is the better team on paper and probably should win the nfc east uh but i don't even know if i honestly don't know if Dak could have saved this team the, the defense is so poor for dallas philadelphia though i've had a lot more optimism you know we all know Carson Wentz is dealing with, he's throwing a receivers who he doesn't even know. Um, it, it, well, the, it's starting to come together though. You can tell the chemistry is coming together. I mean, uh, did I like a couple weeks ago did I did I feel like they were going to beat the Ravens? Probably not, but they kept it. They kept it close. Uh, I think what they finished 20 to 30. I, I think they, they, there was a final yeah, score. Yeah. And they took, they, they took Pittsburgh good. to the ropes too. They took Pittsburgh, you know, on the ropes too. Pittsburgh has one of the best defenses in the NFL and Philadelphia was moving the ball very efficiently against them. So, um, I, I think Philadelphia is the class of the NFC East right now. Uh, they're going to need that win back over Washington, but uh, Carson Wentz is playing at, a, at as high of a level as anybody can with the supporting cast that he has around him. Uh, I'm going to reciprocate. I think Ed said 24 to three. I think I'm going to reciprocate that. I said that. That was me. Oh, you said that? My apologies. My apologies. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 24 to three in this one for Philadelphia's sake. I just, Dallas has laid eggs every single week. The Arizona game. Uh, who did they get whipped by? They got whipped by Washington. Washington put up like 25 points on them. Washington doesn't put up 25 points on anybody. And Philly's offense is much, much better. They lost so, to a team without a fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel. I, unfortunately, that pic, do you guys see that picture, that girlfriend, like consoling her boyfriend in the stands 
from the Arizona Dallas game. Yes. That picture summarizes the 2020 uh, Dallas Cowboys season. And it's, that it's, summarizes it's 2020 period. That's true. <laughs> but I've noticed like we have some pretty loud. I mean, I I'm friends with a lot of Cowboys fans. They're usually pretty loud. I oh yeah, them boys. <laughs> yeah, real quiet on they're the like, internet. This they're year. like the Patriots. It's it's like yo, it's, it's, it's like where y'all at? Y'all motherfuckers usually is chirping right now. It's kind of yeah. nice though. It's kind of nice that we ain't got to hear they shit. They're nice. hiding like my, Michael Bublé does when it's not Christmas time. Uh, that's that's. <laughs> wait that's what they're doing. Some Michael Bublé boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm so it's like, yeah, where too. where does that dude go from like January to November? Where he where? goes back to the North Pole, duh. No, I was gonna say the North Pole, the North <laughs> Pole. Hello. Santa's like it's time and he points his finger and he's exactly. like, oh, blue of the world. <laughs> Boom, baby. Well, there's a Christmas at your ass, bitch. All right, <laughs> moving forward. Last game, Monday nighter, baby. We got Tampa Bay. Traveling to New Jersey to take on the Jersey Giants. That's the thing with us, uh, by the way, John, uh, Matt. Like the New York I'm G- catching that. Giants. They're 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 it's not. Fair. They're they're Jersey. Like, it's a that's all what it is. And Matt, the sheer alliteration alone is worth the statement. The Jersey Jets and the Jersey Giants just sounds, sounds better. way better. It does roll off the tongue a lot better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they messed up there. They Tampa Bay this. is minus 12 and a half and over under is 45. Matt, what are you thinking, bro? Oh, man. Uh, this no to the Giants. <laughs> I think the Bucks are going to walk away with this one. Uh, there's been some glimmers of hope for the Giants and all that glimmers of hope went away when Daniel Jones tripped over himself last week on primetime football. Oh, uh, the Bucks are the real deal. They are. It took them a little while to kind of get assimilated. They've, uh, you know, that, that first week losing to Drew Brees and the Saints, they did not look well, but, you know, we we, we can attest a lot of that to the lack of uh, preseason training and, and whatnot. So the Bucks are, I think they're going to walk away with this one to, from a defensive front that Daniel Jones has nobody blocking for him. You know, I, I think I hold, you know, I feel bad for both Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold, but I do hold Sam Darnold in much higher regard. I think they're both gamers just surrounded by crap. And it's, it's kind of a shame being, you know, yes, they're Jersey teams, but they're still in the New York market and New York teams are usually plastered everywhere. I went to New York city a couple of weeks ago or a couple of years ago, and it was just giants and jets all over the place, all of the billboards selling jerseys. And it's, um, it's, it's kind of a shame, but Tampa Bay is going to go into New York, I mean, New Jersey this week. And, and pound the crap out of them. I would be surprised by anything less. So uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 30 to 10 in favor of the Bucks. Excellent. Yeah, Matt, I, I don't disagree here. I think that uh, if there was no, you know, they often say that, you know, sports can be a metaphor for life and there may have been no better metaphor for life than that Daniel Jones run <laughs> that we saw uh, where he just kind of got out into the open and just fell all over himself. If that wasn't perfect for, for a microcosm of this year, I don't know what is, but with that being said, uh, even at 12 and a half points, I don't think that's anywhere near enough. I feel as confident in this one as Bryce did in that, uh, 19 and a half point spread. I think the Buccaneers may win this one by, by much more than that. I think the Buccaneers have it rolling. They figured it out. Tom Brady is incredibly capable. That's a great team. Uh, they seem to just have it all right now. They seem to be and I, I'll say this kind of with confidence, along with Green Bay, uh, maybe the the class of the NFC right now. 
And I think that they just roll over the Giants big time. It's nothing that hasn't been said already out there in, in the media or even, even by Matt here. I don't think there's any surprises. Give me the Buccaneers by at least a couple of touchdowns. I'm going to call it uh, 38-17 uh, Buccaneers all day. Yeah, that's uh, three for three, boys. Buccaneers are going to steamroll this team. Like, Buccaneers' defense is, what, third right now in the league? And then offensively, Tom Brady has it going, and he's he's looking really, really sharp, especially for a 43 I think he's had guy. 18 touchdowns. I think that's that's right now. 18 touchdowns he's sitting at. At the midway point of the season, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brady's in a vertical offense for the first time in a very long time, and he's he's made the transition seamless. Yeah, uh, it's it's honestly it's it's pretty incredible. People are like, oh, Brady's not going to do good this year. Uh, he's in this like you know just we don't even know what the offense is. It's very balanced. You know, dump passes to to running backs and just taking off. But yeah, Brady's been incredible this year. I'm actually like. It's one of those things where like I can't wait to look back and be like, yo, I lived through the Tom Brady era. As torturous as it has been, this dude's amazing. I mean, goat baby, you, you can't you you can't cheat performance. <laughs> you, I mean, he could be doing steroids, but uh, <laughs> you can't cheat performance like a for performance like like he's put on this year. Eighteen touchdowns, which is the most uh, for any Tampa Bay Bucks quarterback through the first seven games, and it's it's remarkable. I'm not even sure how many Brady had last year, but I'm sure it's it, he's probably creeping up on that right now. You know, he's elevated Gronk again. Gronk's relevant. They got AB coming back. Is, yeah. it, is it this week or the following? Yeah, week? I think he's playing this week. I believe he's playing oh, this week. God. Oh boy! You know they're gonna they're gonna have some kind of connection and show some stuff up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, That's man. You, you kind of just laid everything out there for us, Matt. I appreciate that, man. Um, also, on top of that, like this Tampa Bay team reminds me of like a lot of old New England teams where it took a couple of weeks for them to kind of gel. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady was looking old and he's looking done and then he'll bounce back. And then, you know, but now they're looking really solid. Like they're they blew out Green Bay. Tom Brady, like last week he had or the week before last, he had that dime to Scotty, Scotty Miller in the back of the end zone. That was yeah. so pretty. Now you can say they're adding a B and this, this giants team is just bad. It's like, just, ugh, man. I mean, yeah, no, nah, I can't make a case for them. Uh, Buccaneers <laughs> 40. Give me, uh, I'll give the giants. I get the giants 10. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to get yeah, ugly. Most likely. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed for as good as the one one o'clock games and four o'clock games should be. The Sunday and Monday nighters are, are looking like they're uh, – I had to do my absolute best uh, thinking cap uh, to come up with a reason why to watch those games. And I, I just – I really don't have one other than sheer morbid curiosity on how much Tampa Bay is going to win by than on why to watch that Monday right. nighter. So it's yeah. tough. This is the uh, A.B. and Tom uh, Brady connection again. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's – that's what we're getting. So, uh, yeah, it should be, uh, it's, it sucks when the primetime games don't line up. I feel like they should be able to flex these a little bit easier. Um, you would think that they, they usually wait till like the back half of the season to start flexing games. All but right. I mean, this week they should have, it should have, they should have pulled the trigger. It should have been Pittsburgh. All things considered with, with less fans in the stands and less fan uh, participation to worry about. I'm surprised that, that, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that that Dallas team wasn't flexed out to be honest with you, because, uh, it should have happened that, as much as I was doing my very best to hype that game up. And there is some, there is <laughs> some realness to that. Again, I'll job. tell you, 
some of the most entertaining games that I've ever seen have, were in the past where, you know, the Browns would play Cle- well, the Browns would play Cincinnati and the score would end up, you know, 54, 49. And it's a, it's a crazy game. Yeah. So you, you might get some of that this weekend with, with that team. But other than that, uh, you know, there were, there were definitely other games that could have been flexed there. So uh, I, I agree there. All right, fellas, that is it, man. We did it. Matt Johnson. Hey. Always appreciating you, man. Now is the time to let the people know where to find you. I know you got your stuff to plug there, sir. So take your time. Let them know, man. And then, uh, yeah, go from there. All right. All right. Uh, I do way too much. I do. Uh, I stretch myself out there. I think I think I say I say that every time I come on the show. Uh, but the reason I was brought to this dance, I guess today, and and keep being being brought back is uh, I am the host of one of the hosts of the Two Point Conversation podcast, which runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, and is available on bicbp-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We have a Facebook page that is very very fan friendly. There's a lot of involvement. Uh, I try to keep. I don't tell, I try not to tell people what to think. I leave a lot of open-ended questions and discussion topics up so people can really express their views. And uh, it's worked out for me very well so far. We're nearing 3000 likes on the page and I'm very proud of that. You know, it's come a long way in that regard. So, um, so yeah, there's something for everyone. You know, I, I know what, I know what I am as far as a sports analyst guy. I'm not Stephen A. Smith. I'm not at Max Kellerman. Uh, I'm not Dan Orlovsky. I'm not Randy Moss. I'm not Rex Ryan. I'm glad I'm not Rex Ryan. Uh, I'm, I'm not a lot of guys. I'm not a lot of these guys. So we try to keep things fun. Are so you Are you Rich Eisen? Not on that level yet. Maybe someday. Are you Boomer res- Eisen? My hairline's almost getting there. It's almost getting <laughs> are, Rich Are Eisen you level. Joe Buck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I no. gave you a layup there, Matt. Come on. You did. You tried. <laughs> you did. <laughs> No, I am unfor- I am unfortunately Matt Johnson, and you guys whoa, have to deal whoa, with it. Whoa, so- whoa. <laughs> Nobody talks about my friend Matt Johnson that way. Actually, my friend Matt Johnson, all right? I love you guys. Hey, man, uh, I would take so- Matt Johnson over all those guys any day of the week. My man, I appreciate you. So, yeah, come on down. Come enjoy. You know, just we, we, we do a little bit of everything. We do NFL history. We do fantasy. We do recaps, discussion topics. And there's something for everyone there. So, and both of you guys have been guests on it before. And I got to get you in studio so you can autograph your sweet 8x10 on our pod cave wall real soon. But Yeah, um, that's dope, by the way, bro. Appreciate that. Of course. I'm, of I'm course. excited. So I can't wait. Anytime. Absolutely. Now, we'll uh, we'll definitely get a time arranged for you guys to come up and hang out and, and make that happen. But, uh, but yeah, all my shows, aside from, uh, well, I do the Bills Wire, Bills Cast for USA Today. And I do a little bit of writing for them. You can check that out. But all my other stuff is on the the, the network at BICBP-radio.com. So we'd appreciate you checking that out. All right. Boom. There it is. Ruder. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. I just wanted to tell you that. That's oh, awesome. It's, it's nice to be appreciated. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to tell you that. Hey, guys, we appreciate you, too, the fans, everybody that's listened to this podcast. We really do appreciate you guys. Um, tell somebody to listen to us. Like they love sports. They love gambling. Like this is episode for them. This is, this is what we do for you guys. So, uh, yeah, share the love. And if you are listening to this episode and you haven't liked our Facebook page, make sure you go and do so sports, your enthusiasm podcast, go and follow us on Twitter 
S at SYE pod, email us any questions, any suggestions, sport your enthusiasm, sports pod. Damn. What is our email? Sports your enthusiasm podcast at gmail.com. That's our email. I was going to get there eventually. Um, Yeah. I, I know the saying is usually drink more water. I'm about to go drink more beer because I'm feeling really good tonight. Um, you sound really good tonight too. So yeah, yeah. T- twisting all of your vo- own words. Maybe. Yes, yes. That's that <laughs> is sauce. He's in lost in the sauce. Is Bryce? That is, is Bryce Great Lakes here. Brewing Company <laughs> Oktoberfest. Boom. Whoa, sponsor. <laughs> free free plug. There you go. Sponsor them seriously. But no, for it. for real, Ruder. What what should the people do? Let them know. The people should drink lots of water. They should pay attention to the news. They should go and vote. That is coming up soon. I've got to tell you, it's a big deal. I know we talk a lot of sports here, but there are. Very, very important things going on in life uh, other than the sporting world. So please go out there and vote. You can't really talk shit about politics if you don't vote. That's my rule. So please go and do that and stay safe out there when you do. You know, go stay your six feet, wear your mask, drink plenty of water, get a checkup if you're not feeling good, stay home from work if you're not feeling good and just, uh, you know, live to see another day. You know what I mean? Live to hear another podcast. Yeah, man. Take care of yourself. Get a haircut, you know, get a massage. You know, stay a social distance. Pamper yourself. Social distance massage. Exactly. You know, social distance massages. That's a thing. That's the Great Lakes talking. Yo, they got virtual. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They got virtual everything nowadays. So honestly, a virtual massage would not surprise me. Honestly, we could probably run up a few bucks on some people for some virtual massages. Exactly. You know, just like some VR massages. You like you put it on. You know, I have you no can, doubt there's an OnlyFans page out there right now doing hey, virtual massages. You can I have, get no, type, you can, I have you can, no doubt. Hey, listen, you can go, you can go get the Robert Kraft. <laughs> I heard that's a that's a thing. You know, hey, whatever your vice oh, is. Sorry, right, my, ra- my wife, my wife didn't pass away recently, so I can't do that. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I think that's the that's the only time that's acceptable, from what I understand. Man. That's that's the only, that's the only way you can call it Robert Kraft. So gotcha. oh, Robert Kraft, <laughs> a craft job. Oh, wow, a craft job. <laughs> wow, that is trademark. We taking that. Don't steal that. <laughs> but I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Happy Halloween. Take care.